Hello, and welcome to Sex at Every Size, where two sisters, and sometimes only one sister, give you all the latest pop culture gaffes and answer listener questions about all things body image and sexuality. We want to offer a disclaimer here that this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. So it's just Cassie here today, and I am going to... So I'm working on like an outline for a blog for my website about um, reading romance. And I know that that's something that I've talked about on the podcast quite a bit, and I just wanted to offer, I don't know, maybe just like a I've got some bullet-pointed reasons why I think it's good, and so I'm not promising a ton of cohesion with this episode, and it will be a short episode, um, sort of recording this on my own so that we have something that can come out for you guys the week that I'm on vacation. And so, yeah, let's talk about romance. Maybe you are a person who has absolutely never read romance in your life. Maybe you are a person like me in my former life who is very judgmental and snobby about your books and you read literature, (laughs) Um, which I totally get. Like, I was obsessed with Gilmore Girls and uh, because of that, just thought that I had to read all of the most important books ever. Um, And actually, as I'm thinking about that and going back, most of the authors and things that were highlighted in Gilmore Girls, and this is just like a thing I'm noticing is like just a sign of the changing times. Those were all like white authors for the most part. Anyway, interesting thing, maybe a discussion for another time. But being obsessed with that and kind of like seeing myself in Rory Gilmore in some way, I just felt like I needed to read the things that were important and that, you know, other things were frivolous and things that were fun to read that that wasn't good enough of a reason to be reading. Um, Obviously, I have exceptions. I am a child of the Harry Potter generation, um, and that was certainly fun. But it also felt important and maybe still does feel important, despite the author's errors currently. But anyways, I... Uh, they kind of felt unrealistic to me. They felt silly and foolish. um, And they all seemed to be the exact same thing over and over again. Often the writing wasn't very good and I'd find major plot holes or things that just didn't make sense for the characters and that would drive me nuts. And so anyways, some of those things remain true. Like, I will be honest, like sometimes the writing isn't very good and there have been numerous times where I have been reading through like a modern romance novel and I'm like, why did they do that? I could have done that better. That, that was a weird sentence. So that some of that stuff is still true. Um, and sometimes they are unrealistic. But I keep thinking about that thing where I, I feel like I see a lot of people, maybe like millennials-ish. I don't know, though. My little Gen Z sister definitely does this as well, where you've rewatched the same shows over and over again as like a balm to soothe your anxieties because you already know what's coming. And that's the beauty of romance novels. They have a set of tropes, and tropes uh, of romance novels might be like enemies to lovers, where they start off hating each other and then they end up falling in love, or it might be match of convenience, or it might be like unexpected baby situation. I'm sorry, I'm like, it's late and I'm not using the right (laughs) phrasing and terminology. Um, And sometimes it might be like 
two people are like trapped together for reasons that feel practical, but are obviously contrived for the sake of the story. So in that way, like you have sort of like this comfortable housing to live inside of when you're reading these books. And also the hallmark of a romance novel is that there is a happily ever after. We know that when we are done and we get to the last page, that it is all going to be tied up neat and tidy. It will be happy. The ending that we are hoping to have will be there. And that part feels really happy and good and exciting for me. And it also is just so comfy. Like, it feels so comfortable to know, like, okay, if there's any tension on these pages, it's going to be okay because we're going to get our happily ever after and life will be perfect and beautiful and everything will just turn out the way that we want it to be. And so it just kind of feels like, I don't know, snuggling up with like a warm drink on a cold day. And it does soothe some of that anxiety. Like, the world is heavy, have fun. Read what you want to. Read what make, brings you joy. Yeah, so getting into some of the some of these points that I have outlined as like reasons why I think it's really valuable. So teaching you about nuance in terms of like combining taboo and desire, I think can be incredibly helpful and important for people in their sex lives, especially if they're at a point of being like, I don't know where my desire went. And then they're kind of unpacking maybe some stuff from childhood or messaging from religion or any of that stuff. So understanding like, oh, actually you can be turned on by things that are quote unquote wrong or not appropriate or not right. Or sometimes it's even like stuff that you physically can't do. Like perhaps you are really turned on by like a male, male gay sex scene. And I think it can help do that, that very slow and subtle over time rewiring of your brain to be like, oh, it actually is okay to feel arousal, despite the fact that this feels a little wrong. So that's that's the first point. The second point I have, you get to witness people experience pleasure who look and think like you do. So something that I've noticed about modern romance in particular is that some of the points that get made are definitely like much more progressive than what we even see like in other forms of media like television or movies. And so I think that's really great because I've read quite a few romance novels where the main character is a person of color, the main character is a person who is not thin, a main person, you know, a main character who is not able-bodied or or just has some kind of like, you know, physical disability. And those things can be so empowering to read because it's we have such a specific way of conceptualizing what makes someone sexy, that when we're able to move away from that, it can be so incredibly empowering. And I think that's wonderful. So that's absolutely a a part of it that I think is wonderful. I think it can also help you with seeing conversations around consent and sex that are transparent and hot. So I have countless times in romance novels, and not all of them, to be fair, but countless times in romance novels, I have seen examples of of what it looks like to have a conversation around consent that doesn't feel stale, that doesn't feel forced or uncomfortable or the opposite of sexy. And that's so important. We need that. We have to be able to have that in our lives. So the only way to have like good sex is that it is absolutely 100% unequivocally consensual. And so being able to see that navigated is incredibly important. And honestly, like, 
I, I saw something recently, and I don't remember what it was, some kind of media, maybe it was an article, I don't remember, but I saw something where, like, there was a man suggesting that other men should read romance novels to understand more about female sexuality and desire and relationship, you know, things that they want in relationships. And I thought that was great, because that we do. Like, <laughs> it, there are good things in there for you to learn about us. Um, and one of those things might be consent, because I do feel like that's kind of like a very, like, male response is like, well, I mean, how do we, I guess we can't do anything. And I, I don't think that the men who say those things are probably going to read romance novels. But if you are somewhere on that spectrum of feeling like, I don't really know what consent should look like, that can be, like, really helpful to see it in written form. So my next point is that it increases the amount of, the, the amount that you think about sex, you start thinking about sex more. You have it at top of mind. It's something that's there for you that you're like, oh, hmm, I guess I do have desire. And it can help you get out of a rut of thinking about yourself as a person that has low desire. You know, so often I get people who come to me and are just like, I just like don't really have a sex drive. And it's like, well, okay, sex isn't really a drive. It's not like hunger or needing to pee, but okay. Um, but it's just a thing that happens very often. And I think it's really important to understand that that's not really how it works. And actually, it's just a thing that you kind of have to, it's like a muscle that you exercise. So reading romance, you're thinking more about sex. At a baseline, I think that's pretty awesome. The next point that I have is that you get to learn about the things that are hot to think about versus the things that you want to include in your sex life. So this goes a little bit back to like the taboo plus desire that I talked about earlier in that some things just sound really good or they sound really hot or they turn you on to read about or think about, but they're not something that you actually want in your life. Like you might love to see like a BDSM kinky scene in a book, but you're not necessarily imagining yourself into it. You're just watching it through your mind's eye. And then there are other t things that you might read, and perhaps it's the same thing, BDSM kink scene, that you're like, oh, I think I do actually want that in my life. And so it can just help open the doors of possibility for you to different aspects of your own sexuality. In that same way, it can be a huge improvement to your fantasizing skills. And I, that can be incredibly important. The final point that I would really like to make about this is that you get to, because you're opening up your mind to thinking about sex and sexuality more than maybe you ever have before because you're reading these books, it can really help you to balance your core values and your sexual self. And so what I mean by that is that if you did grow up in a strict faith background, if you did think, you know, women weren't supposed to like X or do X or whatever, if there were things that you had as beliefs in your past that are currently impacting your sex life now, it can help you because you're thinking about it more it can be a huge help in navigating, understanding, okay, wait, how actually do I weigh? What are, you know, do I weigh what my core values are versus what my sexual desires are? When you open yourself up to the opportunity to actually think critically about these things, you might be like, oh, okay, so my core values say X about X sexual aspect. So that means, you know, I'm going to go this direction with my sexuality. But what you I think more often than not are going to find is that actually what you've been doing is as soon as you have a thought that's like, mm, I think that might be wrong, 
you just avoid sex and avoid sexual thoughts and you just shut it down. And this is a way for you to just be like, okay, we're not just going to put it all in a box and shove it under the bed. We're going to open up the box. We're going to take a look around. We're going to see what's going on here. And that is incredibly valuable to your sex life and to you as a whole human, including your sexual self. And really the final thought that I, or I don't know, probably not my final thought. <laughs> Let's not get too carried away. But I just think like the the nature of romance novels sort of being like a by us, for us genre, it makes the pages of a romance novel just feel like a really safe space to explore the patriarchal ideas that we would normally resist in our day-to-day lives. So in like a an enemies to lovers trope. Like there are things that you will witness about that love interest character towards the beginning of the book that are going to make you go, ew, no, that's not, that's not my, that's not my core values. Like that is patriarchy. That is bullshit. I do not like that guy. He thinks I'm stupid just because I'm a woman or whatever the case is. And, and then because you're in this romance novel, like it's allowing you to see a little bit more nuance, I think, than we normally allow ourselves, in, especially in like today's like social media culture, where you tend to be like very quick to judge, very quick to write people off. And, and in some ways, that's great. We know what we want. In other ways, we might be not honoring the complexity of what it means to actually be a human. And so I think it can be great for that. It's a safe place to be like, okay, we know that this is by a woman, for women. It doesn't mean that we won't think critically about it, but it feels like a safe place that you can be like, hmm, that sort of does rub against the grain of my values. Is that okay? And I think that can be really wonderful. So I love talking about this topic. I'm sure I'll bring it up again and again and again. Um, If you have any questions, thoughts, please send us an email or message us on Instagram at sex at every size or sex at every size at gmail.com. If you liked this episode and you want more content like this, I do upload, you know, short essays or short pieces of essays that maybe aren't fully thought out yet to our Patreon page. So you can join us, um, patreon.com slash sex at every size and, you know, become a member there and, find out more about us. And then obviously we're a podcast and reviews and subscriptions matter a lot. Downloads count more than actual listens. So download if you can. Um, It doesn't have to stay on your phone forever. I'm okay with that. (laughs) So yeah, so do those things and... You can find me at Cassie Willnauer LCPC on Instagram and sometimes TikTok. And we will hopefully be back next week with a normal episode. And I hopefully, as you are listening to this, I have spent a lovely day, hopefully, at the beach. And thank you to Dan for doing our editing for us. We really appreciate it and love the work that you do for us. Bye. Bye.